0: So over the last few days, we've discussed the pros and cons of accepting traditional payments for NFT sales. This is convenient for the masses, but basically blasphemy for crypto maxis. So today we're going to find middle ground by accepting stable coins for NFT mints. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. So the first place I've become familiar with fixed pricing for an NFT mint was on the Wax blockchain. When I came to the space primarily as a collector that saw the value of digital goods, I preferred a fixed mint price. It let me know exactly how much I had to budget before a collection dropped. However, after crossing over to Solana and ETH, I became used to crypto mints and fluctuating prices. Unlike using one of the platforms that I mentioned in my case for fiat mints, a stablecoin mint allows the best of both worlds. First of all, it does offer the benefits of crypto in the sense that stablecoin is secured by the underlying network. In the case of this, I'm going to use USDC and it is secured by the Ethereum network. Of course, you can also use it on Polygon. So you do have that option. But at the end of the day, Polygon, in theory, is still secured by the Ethereum network. So USDC is a cryptocurrency. However, it has a fixed US dollar equivalent. And I know I'm recording this at an absolutely terrible time when USDC recently depegged, but that was because of all those banks crashing and what have you, and there was a lot of panic. But generally speaking, in normal times, it is fixed to the US dollar because it is primarily backed by US treasuries. So, in addition to that security, you're also going to have no price fluctuations. Because even in the recent case of when the value depegged, it still had the same value when it re if that makes sense. So the example that I'm going to give is, let's say someone mint something for 100 USDC right before the depegging. Well, when it re-pegged, the project still had $100 worth of coins. So with this, the buyer gets to see exactly what they're minting. They know in this case, it's $100. Well, regardless of where that pegging goes, it's still going to be $100. And the project can also budget for that $100. But one of the interesting things with the USDC minting If you're using an option such as the third web or a custom contract, you can sponsor the transaction fees. So depending on the wallet, if you're also partnering with a paper.xyz or if you want to cover the gas costs on, let's say, Polygon, I really wouldn't recommend that on ETH, it can be coded right in there. So a buyer knows exactly if it is priced for $100, they know that it's going to cost them $100. And it's just one of the many amazing things that could be done as far as expectations and pricing And it reminds me of when you walk through a store and you see something and you don't exactly know what the price is going to be as far as the tax, depending which town you're in. That could be very annoying, especially for a kid walking around with a couple dollars worth of nickels in your pocket. And you just want to know how much candy you can buy. But in the case of buying NFTs, sometimes a minter might not understand that extra funds are needed in order to cover the gas fees and the transactions, depending if you're using one of those platforms that also takes a commission out of it. So being able to sponsor those fees up front is just another thing that just makes that transaction that much more palatable, I guess you would say, for someone that is not familiar with the space. So having that ability of less guesswork on both sides, it is just very beneficial. And as I said, even if there is that depegging temporarily or what have you, You don't have to worry about the project does not have to worry about dips affecting the value of what they're actually taking in. They can budget for whatever it is that they sold it for multiplied by the number of tokens and say that is the max that we're going to possibly make on this mint. And then, of course, that's when the marketers come in. They start to crunch their numbers, see how many people they have to have and work out percentages and ratios and so forth and try to get a budget. But the area that I think will be most beneficial and most exciting to people is knowing that the taxes are going to be there. It is so much easier to figure out what is actually owed. Trying to get these PL profit and loss statements and so forth and knowing exactly what you're going to have to pay to Uncle Sam or whatever tax collecting caricature might be in your country, the king, the emperor, whoever it might be. It is so much easier when the sale was done in USDC. Because if you're looking at Etherscan trying to figure out exactly what an NFT was purchased for in ETH, it could be a complete nightmare. No, as a matter of fact, it is a complete nightmare. Because when you look on Etherscan, you look at it you'll see, okay, I paid 0.05 for this Mint. However, the price that you're going to see there is not going to be the dollar cost at the time of Mint. It is going to be the real-time conversion, what that ETH is worth right now. So that is constantly changing. So in order to actually figure that out, you're going to either have to A, manually backtrack and see what it was on that time, or use some sort of software to be able to track that and do that. It could be a complete nightmare if you have hundreds or thousands of NFTs transactions but if you just have one or two it's not a big deal but on the flip side from the project side when they have ten thousand that could be a complete nightmare not to mention if there's royalties involved and having some in the treasury and selling them at a later date it is not an easy task so taxes are not fun in general but crypto taxes are even worse so in many ways stable coins are that middle ground you're going to have all those benefits to appease the crypto friendly or crypto maxis, but then also, it lowers the learning curve for the newbie that doesn't really fully understand this whole world of crypto. But speaking of trying to understand the world of crypto and onboarding the newbies, that is the mission of Crypto Tech Women. This show is not sponsored by Crypto Tech Women. I just happen to be a fan of their project and what have you, but I'm doing a giveaway through the newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to that at niftybusinessweek.com, more information about that giveaway celebrating 50 issues will be coming out this weekend. And if you're on board with what they're doing over there with that project, if you vibe with that and you're interested in having a free one, sign up for the newsletter. More details will be coming out. But either way, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.